Welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a seat. Pour yourself a cup of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And we're getting to the end of this journey. Finally, this season is season three is coming to a close. And there's some exciting things for the podcast that are coming, right? I know for a fact that I am not the only one unraveling Christianity out there. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to bring more people from the parliament and you're going to get to hear the voices of the parliament. But today, this episode, I'm really excited because it brings kind of everything to a, a close on this, this season, this, this training session, this journey that we've all been on, that you've been following me through, that you've been doing yourself, you've been hitting the challenges You've been listening to the spiritual advice, whether you follow God, whether you don't follow God, you know there's wisdom here. And so we're going to start today this episode called Evolve, and it's about that next part of everyone's journey, when change has situated. C.S. Lewis kind of sums it up this way, it may be hard for an egg to turn into a bird, But it would be jolly, a sight harder for it to learn to fly while remaining an egg. We are like eggs at present. And you cannot go indefinitely being just an ordinary, decent egg. We must be hatched or go bad. Right? So we must evolve. We must change or we rot, kind of. Right, we 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 kind of pickle, we uh, right, and you know that feeling where you just feel stuck, and it's not really stuck. It's this whole like I need to be doing something more, and we saw this after COVID, where a ton of people decided to change professions, change lifestyles, change mindsets. And here we are now on the opposite side of that, and I definitely I can raise my hand for one of those people, and I hope you, listener, I hope you, parliament members, can raise your hand at least to say something in your life has changed for the better, or even for the worse, because at least you're not, at least you're cold or you're hot, because lukewarm is just weak, right? And we want to be, we want to be one or the other. So... <laughs> What? Where are we going on this? I, I keep using the word evolve. I know it's kind of like fa- a, a word that we don't, Christians don't use. <laughs> I mean, some do, but there's so much argument over it. But like, that's not what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about that growth, that change that comes. And we're going to, looking in the Bible... We're, we're going to use Jesus because, man, that guy is an amazing, amazing teacher. He's the son of God. He's full of wisdom. But there's some things that's said about him that we should listen to because I think it, it also kind of applies to us. In Luke 2, 
52, and this is going to be the NASB translation. I like to let you know what translations I'm using sometimes. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and people. He was growing not only with God, but with people, and his reputation was increasing. Jesus didn't go about being a... He wasn't... I think we present him as this nobody as this nobody in movies and and even in the chosen you begin it's this like carpenter walking around in a tent but we see him that he didn't have stature but at 12 he was talking with the high priests and priests at the temple and he had parents had to go back and travel for him and then it talks about him growing in stature so people like acknowledged him whether it be his carpentry whether probably his theology him as a person he was at least acknowledged and he grew people understood that this that Jesus had wisdom and he grew in favor with people because of that and he grew in favor with God because of that he sought wisdom he gained wisdom and then he applied wisdom Right, and as he grew, he evolved, he changed. I, I'm I'm going to use that word a lot. Uh, Jesus him, prepared for ministry, right? And one of the things that that we know is that Jesus did. He not only was he a devout Jew, but Jesus did something that that's now becoming really popular in the mental health section of the world, in the wellness section of the world, and that's living this idea of thankfulness. And so I'm going to start there uh, as the next part of a uh, point in this in this journey of, of evolution, if you say, because this is where I'm living now. I'm living in a point of thankfulness rather than a point of, of looking back um, and focusing on past events and how I could do better or... Uh, rather than a point of complaining, I look. You know, I'm I'm human. I've I've done both of those. I just continue to look back and and beat myself in the past over, uh, and I'm not physically beating myself, but you know, mentally boxing myself over failures or how I handle the situation or feeling not liked, and and then you have this whole time so you just not liking where you're at in life. And you complain, and I just wanted to move out of that. And, you know, the experience I had at the Revenant kind of brought it all together, all these things I was learning and, and together. And and Jesus himself lived in thankfulness. Like, he thanked the God for the food, Luke 24, 30. He thanked God for listening to him. How often do we pray and get a prayer answered? And we thank God for listening to us. And I mean, it could be just a small prayer. Can I get out of it? Lord, I need to get out of this traffic, or I need to get out of this room, or I'd really like to see this friend, or even the small prayers. He listens, and how often are we thankful for that? And we see John, in John eleven forty one that happening. And God is very thank, and Jesus Himself is also thankful for for His ministry, and we see that throughout the Book of Matthew. And Jesus is living this life of of thankfulness and faithfulness, and growing in wisdom and growing in stature, and with people. And that was before ministry. Uh, it was during ministry, and definitely for over the last two thousand years, it's been after ministry. 
so where does Jesus kind of talk about this, right? Where do we kind of go? How do we kind of evolve? Where do we get to this? And it's not just thankfulness, right? Because I talk about other healthy things. We, we talk about wisdom that's, that's passed out, being salt, being light, hope, grit, right? But Jesus talks about the wisdom that's found in the Word. And, and we know that in, in the Bible, whether you believe it like I do or not, there is wisdom. There's a whole book of Proverbs. There's a whole book of Psalms, right? There's even Lamentations, a book of complaints that has wisdom that a Beatles have even used, a time for war, a time for life, a time to be... Right, they, these are thoughts and wisdom brought to you by the Creator of the universe and penned by who He inspired to pen them. Right, and as we go along in life, things are being rediscovered that have been in the Bible all along. Right, so we're unraveling that, and so we can all agree that wisdom is a good place to start. So, what happens when wisdom is 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 ca- taken away, right? And so in Luke 8, 10 through 15, it's after Jesus is, tells this story about uh, a farmer throwing seed and different and what happens where the seed falls, right? And you got to imagine that Jesus is this amazing storyteller. He He's sitting on, I don't know, let's imagine that he's sitting on a rock in a large open field, uh, with the Sea of Galilee behind him in the distance. He's not on the he's not on the shore, but he's well in, but you can still see the sea off in the distance. And he's sitting there and he's looking at us and you, you see the wisdom and care because he was known that his eyes carried something that we look for in other people's eyes. His eyes carried love and acceptance and a, a desire to honestly know a person so here he is, and he's giving this this story because part of teaching at the time is giving stories. And even today, as a history teacher myself, I use stories, right? It's high story history. And Jesus told this story, and about a farmer and the seed lands, and everybody goes away, and they're sitting at the campfire at night from where Jesus had just spoken. And the disciples are like, well, what does that mean? Like, right? These are supposed to be, these are the guys who we read the epistles about and who do miracles and stuff like that. But they're average Joes like us. Jesus himself was unraveling, unraveling the wisdom of the spiritual realm of, of God, of Judaism, of, of, of time immemorial in front of them. And he, they're like, duh, what does this mean? And he looks at them and he, and he explains and he goes, this is the English standard version. To you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. So here we go. We're going into the secrets. But to others, they are parables so that they see and may not see. They hear and may not understand. Now this parable, the seed is the word of God, right? So wisdom, the word of God, the ones along the path, and those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. And so they must not believe and be saved. So the first seed is scattered to the path, and it just, it's stolen. 
All right. And then the ones on that fall on rocky soil, those who who hear the word receive it with joy, but they're not they don't there's no depth. They believe for a while and then a time of testing and fall away. Well, I I thought everything was going to be fixed by following by following the wisdom and by knowing God and following God and having a relationship. No. Well, I'm out. Uh, you know, I didn't get my microwave genie wish prayer from from a vending machine God because that's not the way things are, folks. He's not this vending machine. No matter how many people tell you from the pulpit or how many people tell you from TV or how many people tell you in a podcast or on a TikTok or on a YouTube video or a Facebook video, God answers prayer in his time and he may say no. And he may say, tough it out, like he did the Jewish people enslaved in Egypt for for quite some time, more than 100 years. Right? He say, tough it out. Become strong. The next ones are those who fell among thorns. Uh, they are those who hear, but they go on their own way. And they are choked by cares and riches and pleasures of life. And their fruit does not mature. Cares, pleasures, riches. Man, how many times do we stumble over that? How many times we worry about what the Joneses next door has or what we don't have? And I recently posted on my Instagram, uh, the Parliament Raven, uh, about this whole idea of being thankful, because again, this right here, right here, we're talking about thankfulness, right? There's no thankfulness of heart. There's no maturity. You can't be. You can't be mature. You can't grow. You can't, uh, you know, move to the next step without thankfulness, because you may get what you want, and then you are not satiated. You're not thankful for it, and you forget that that just a moment ago was what you desired. Think on that. Meditate. How many times that you've gotten something and then you just move on to the next thing like a spoiled child. Ooh, I've done it, especially when I was much younger. Well, if I just had another guitar, if I just, if I just, you know, uh, got this next awesome pair of shoes so I can look cool. Uh, and I don't know. I never really liked stuff. It was more about reaching goals. So the stress of life then just chokes out thankfulness, joy. Like the Bible has these the list of the fruit of the spirit, and it just chokes these things out. And to be honest, these fruits are what wellness people are trying to get you to do and to be and to seek. Love and peace and wholeness and righteousness and generosity and thankfulness because these things are good for us. And as science moves on, we learn that these things that we've known for hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands, if you will, that are very good for us and that we used to celebrate and do often, uh, we're now trying to bring it back. Because somewhere along the way, we became complainers, or we forgot, or 
it just wasn't focused on. And so we kind of locked ourselves in an egg and became bad eggs, as C.S. Lewis said. As for the good soil, this is the last verse, those who, those who are hearing the word and hold fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So we have this evolution depending on how our lives are set up, how we change, whether we say an egg or we don't, whether we rot or we don't, right? And so as I'm going forward and I'm looking right now to, to continue this change in my life, I'm living in a line of, of thankfulness and waking up thankful. I mean, there's been so much change. There's been so much tor- turmoil in my life and in the life of, of my family. But waking up with a thankful heart has changed perspective and we go to the last episode and helps me to re-engage to put my foot back in the blocks and charge forward right and it's given me ideas and how I want to bring more of what I'm learning to you and to others so that they may have faith hope and love and live a limitless life that is offered to everyone because our God is good enough to offer it to everyone, a limitless life with every breath. And man, if you haven't sought the creator of the universe, he wants to give you a limitless life even after your last breath, right? Start in Matthew. Watch watch some some of the chosen, if you can't watch or read Matthew, because I know some of my listeners aren't readers. So here's the challenge on your, on this last season episode on, on that you're listening to before I go out in and start talking to, to the parliament itself. Here's the challenge I have for you. Find something you are thankful for, maybe three to five things, and every morning renew yourself with it. Man, you might be depressed, but start being thankful. (laughs) You could be thankful for your bowl of cereal in front of you. You could be thankful for waking up on time. You could be thankful for uh, the next episode of your favorite show coming out. I don't know what's popular anymore. You could be thankful for the great movies that are out in the theater. I don't know what you're thankful for. But I know that thankfulness will help you hatch. (laughs) Man, C.S. Lewis nailed it. And once there, you can learn to fly, right? And so right, that's where I'm at. I'm learning to fly. Man, it's been so long, years, decades, and now I'm, I'm learning to fly. And, man, I want you with me, Parliament, right? This raven wants you to take wing with, with him and see the world through thankfulness and faith, hope, and love. So that's the challenge, three to five things. And I'll just say them out loud, 
and say I'm thankful for them. Post it on Facebook, your Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, uh, whatever's going to help you. And then what I want you to do is wait expectantly and excitingly for the voices of the parliament because they're coming. And with that, thank you. Like, subscribe, leave a good comment. Thanks for visiting the parliament. If you want to know about Gravitas coaching, please visit gravitas.co. It's also where we host the parliament. Last but not least, the intro and outro music credits. Intro music by Russ Budgen and outro music by Sardam Aravistov.